Hello, everybody. I am Jack Bosma. It is my distinct pleasure and privilege to introduce or reintroduce Tasha Lewis. And I believe this is our show number eight. This is an extremely successful and long-running interaction. And I love every minute of it, Tasha. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm always doing well. And I'm being very mindful. And I'm displaying mindfulness when people ask me how I'm doing. Wonderful. I'm glad to hear it for a Monday. Well, today's theme is going to be building relationships. I figured we about communication all last week. So let's take that communication now into building relationships. Because like that's, that's what the world is built on, building relationships, whether you're building them on a personal level or a professional level. The level of communication, the topics, the vocabulary, all those things contribute to building relationships. Before we get... I would like, what I would like to do is I'm doing something a little bit different since Frank has joined us and he also likes to contribute readily. I would like Frank to interact as well. Okay. Well, Frank, I, I noticed that you had a very intriguing, uh, I guess, group that you are involved in uh, that helps and assist individuals uh, with suicide prevention. Is that Correct. accurate? Well, that, what, is, that is accurate, yes. Right. Well, what I'd like to do is, while I'm talking about building relationships today, I'd like to add that in because I think that is such an important topic that everyone's life has been impacted by that be okay with you that would be perfect and there's uh maybe a little bit of information that i can add to just for people to have a greater understanding of how it impacts our life when you're ready let me know and i'll just kind of go through it real quick well how much time do you need because i can be mindful and you know, cut a little bit of the things I'm saying because it's such an important topic. I don't want you to gloss over it. I, no, no. I, it's just basically a, 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 a two-minute intro so that people understand exactly where I am in, uh, in, in regards to helping people in, in regards to suicide awareness. It's very little time. It's just I want people to have a greater understanding of what I'm bringing and the contributions that I, that I can bring. And that's really well, all it is. Well, I'm actually going to give you five minutes. And I know that's a lot of time is because I don't want you to rush through the material because it's very important. And I'd also, if okay. perhaps get some individuals that come on while we're talking and they may have important questions pertaining to that. So if Jack can be a sweetheart and let me know when we get close to that timeline, I'll stop whatever I'm saying and turn it over to you. Is that okay? That sounds very, very, uh, very good. Okay, wonderful. Okay, as I was saying at the onset, which is at the beginning of the conversation, is I'm going to talk about building relationships. Last week, as anyone who listened to it and those newcomers, we discussed communication on a global scale, and then we broke it up into steps, like personal, professional, and we did some, you know, interactions with the listeners. And now what I'm going to do is show you how to take all of that and bring it together now 
to build relationships. Let's start with a family unit. When your children are very young, you have an opportunity to assist in their education process by, of course, taking them to school, reading to them, communicating to them. And what I've learned is however you start the conversation with your children, whether they're two years old, three years old, four or 10 or 15, and you keep it going in terms of the vocabulary, it allows you to build a stronger relationship with the young. I know this from interactions with family and friends, but I also ran a program for 16 years where I dealt with the age group from two up to 100. And I learned that you can build a relationship sometimes just based on the vocabulary you use. Some people don't realize that. One of the things that someone asked me last week was, is it appropriate if you go into an office and you're talking to your boss and you say, hey, or should you say hi or be more formal? The term hey is used tremendously. It's very casual. It's very fun. It's, it's something that's a positive, but there's a time and a place for that. And the same thing when you're talking to young people. If you want a young person to always be respectful when they're building new relationships, you might want to say to them, instead of walking up to a person and say, hey, or just hi, you might say, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, or you might say hello. And then if the person's vocabulary is limited, then you may want them to say hi or hey, just because that's easier than saying good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. So sometimes the level of communication has to do with being age appropriate. That means little young people use certain types of words and the older they get, those words get bigger and bigger. But the one thing I'll caution you is don't underestimate young people because young people, if you use big words, so to speak, They'll use them too, even if they don't know 100% what they mean. I'll give you an example. Once I had some relatives sitting in the back seat of my car, and I guess they had heard me use the term issues. Issues means things that are going on in the world. So I'm listening, and they're sitting in the back of my car, and they say, oh, I got issues. And I turn around, I'm like looking at them age appropriate and saying to myself, what do you know about issues? Because issues is a very complex topic. And they said, oh, I don't know what it is, but I just like using it. And ever since that time, I would use a lot of big, big words with them. And I didn't worry about that. And I noticed that they started doing the same thing when they were building relationships with their friends. And then their teachers were like, wow, where did they learn all this big vocabulary? And that's why I'm saying if we use our communication skills to grow our relationships, to help our families and use it as an education process, So when you're talking to someone new that you just met and you start talking about your family and your business and your job, use it as a way to bond and grow and also as a way to practice. Because when I lived abroad and I wanted to practice different communication styles, what did I do? I would always say I used to speak in la calle, which means in the street, like when you're walking around. I had a neighborhood that I lived in, long story short, and I would go to the different uh business owners and I would have a conversation, like whether it was a croissanteria, which is a place where you buy croissants and all different types of bakery items or the pizzeria, or I went there to get pizza or the fruteria, which is a place where I bought fruits and I would 
use that as a time to communicate. And I also gave business advice many times. So I got a reputation, especially at the Crissoneria, the bakery, where I would go there. And many times I did not have to pay because they knew they were going to get a whole lot of marketing advice. So I would be showing them how to grow and expand their business in the immediate neighborhood. And that's another thing that it does. As you build a relationship with a business, it will expand your business opportunities and your job possibilities. Because if you network with your bosses, if you network with your colleagues. One moment, please, Tasha. Tasha, one moment. I do not normally interrupt but I am passionate about the word I. I am passionate about the word we and our. And when I continually hear the you, it turns people off. Well, I can switch up the pronouns if you like. Remember, I'm just asking you to try my method because when we use the word we, it draws people in. When we use the word you, we have a tendency, it may not affect me. I may not think that way. So when the word you is used continuously, if the person that we are interacting with or group or organization, or in this case, worldwide, uh, these people may not understand what is being said. And the word you just becomes more ineffective because the person may not even understand how they're feeling because they don't understand the discussion in the first place. This is feedback that I was provided because I was a you kind of guy. And as a result of my interactions with many people, and the reason why I have so many interactions with different people is because I use the word we to draw them in. We are our. So this was a recommendation that I took on board and as it was received from others. Okay. Well, every time you give me advice and we interact like we're doing right now, we're building a better working relationship, which was the theme for today. So thank you for contributing so that we can continue to grow in our podcast are you did you finish your point or do you have another point oh that's all i have to say because uh on a positive note i admire the ability to keep the conversation going this is the most important attribute of any podcasting activity okay well that that's wonderful i the the reason i was talking maybe more in the i is because I could say we, stu- but you know, we studied abroad, you know, that, that wouldn't make sense. Sometimes I have to go into that to bring it to the we. What so I was you could say now, when we study abroad, when we study abroad, well, we general- have opportunities to. Yeah. Well, if, if you want me to generalize, I can, I was using a personal uh, anecdote. When we study the interaction have- with Frank, because I am enjoying it. Okay. Well, I, I, I I have just something to add, not on that note, but something that I discovered myself. What's in, that? In in regards to communication, and in doing a lot of research on communication and understanding, and the way our minds work and the way our minds formed, our formative years are between the ages of one and eight or one and ten. That's you know a very loose fitting area 
Now, what are the two words as a child? Because I'm I have a 13-year-old daughter, and I'm trying to teach her the correct way to communicate. I'm trying to have her understand, as you said, instead of using hey, instead of using words like that, what are, especially in the beginning of a relationship, what words should you use and which words are more prominent? And so if you can go back in your memory, what is what are the two words that every child is taught, no matter what language, between the ages of one and ten? What are the two words that everyone is taught? Well, I would probably say thank you and also hello and goodbye or hi. But when you when you would mention to me about most correct. I'm going to, I'm going to explain that to you briefly in two ways. It depends if she's having a conversation with her dad or her mother, you know, you all have, she's 13. You, you, well, we sometimes when we're in that age group, we have a tendency to do endearing things like, you know, we'll call nicknames or we'll say different things. And that is wonderful at home. But yes. when you're, public you have to set a different uh, we, we have to set a different tone and let me tell you why because when I was trained we usually kept everything in a formal matter like even like when I was a professor and I had certain levels of students they would address me professor or miss first name miss last name depending on the client that I had what you would do with your 13-year-old is give her sort of a code of conduct. You could say something Correct. like, Correct. you could say something like, okay, now whenever you're addressing someone who's an adult, always dress them Miss or Mr. So-and-so. If you're addressing someone that might be high school, because you know, sometimes you can't tell these days because Correct. of the way we live. Um, you could say anytime you don't know, always go formal. And if you do know, then you could decide, am I going to be informal or formal? Always formal. Say you could say Mrs. And then what they'll do is they'll correct you. Because many times having you met people and you say, well, you know, Mr. Smith. And he says, oh, no, call me, um, you know, John or call me. Yes, yes. No, I would, I, I would agree. But I was going for a different set of words that I think. My belief, my understanding is ingrained to our subconscious. And those are two very simple words, yes and no. Yeah, that's true. Yes and but no one thing are, I just... are, are universally used. Exactly. And so when, when somebody is asking a question or making a point or whatever, using the words yes and no instead of Maybe, I don't know, could be, for me, is very important because universally, the subconscious recognizes the words yes and no because you heard it for the first 10 years of your life. I'm pretty sure that I, I would say that your mother or your father, your aunt, your uncle, your grandparents all told you, no, don't do that. And yes, please do that. Exactly. Uh, could I make a recommendation again, please? Go right ahead. Of course. Frank, of course, Jack. we are speak. I have 
one recommendation for Tasha. Don't use the word you. I have one recommendation for Frank. Do not speak so fast. These podcasts are going to an international audience. I have two very simple requests. I will try and slow down. This is what you can do, Frank. If uh, This is what we'll do. When, like, you know how music goes on a certain tone and a certain key? Just key your right. mind. Just, I will speak like this, but we'll build your own flow. The reason is because Jack is absolutely right. When I have, whenever, whenever we teach classes to a global audience, we have to be mindful that many times everyone learns in a different way. So by slowing down our pace, everyone is included. One thing I just want to tag on, Frank, and then I'm going to find out what, how much time we have because it might be time for me to turn it over to you, is children actually start learning from zero when they're in the mother's tummy. And yes. we, we, we know this inherently, but it's true. I have to be a prime example. My, my mother was a professional dancer throughout the time that she had me in her stomach. And according to my parents... I was in my crib, standing up on a regular basis, dancing, and I know, <laughs> no, I didn't know, I, awesome. I didn't know, I didn't, I did not know steps or anything. But because of what my mother did for a living, I came out of the womb being a dancer. That, so that's what I'm saying. You can do that with you. How many times do you find children who their their parents listen to classical music? Well, actually, let's let's let me give this person a shout out. It's a show where Little Big Shots, which is was put out by Ellen. This show, you have these young people that in six months, three months, they master the piano, they master all these different uh, skill sets. But I know from teaching them, many times it's the parents. The parents are doing things when the child is in the womb, and the child comes out knowing how to read music, knowing how to dance, knowing how to speak another language. The parent may not even be aware of it, but I had, I used to have 500 students a year and I would try to hone in on all those learning styles that they had. And it, they would just blow my mind every day. I would have kids just blowing my mind. So that's why I'm telling you what I would, what we could do or what you might and your wife might want to do or your significant other might want to do is you might want to have dialogues with your your uh, young lady every now and then just take her to a cafe or a restaurant and just sit down and talk to her or at the dinner table sit down and talk to her and just let her express herself and 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 ask her you, you could say well don't you wouldn't you like to communicate on a higher more intellectual level because i'm sure she's probably very smart based on her parents and you, you'd be surprised that the age that my uh relative was using issues uh, they were in elementary school. <laughs> you know, that's why nice. I would say I would turn around issues. I'm I'm like, what issues do you have at your age? So she just heard me say that so many times that she just decided, hey, I like it. I'm gonna use it, even though I don't know what it means. I would have looked it up because that's how my brain thinks. But that's what you do. And you and when you talk to her, try to have a thesaurus 
or some book with you that has like a lot of vocabulary and parallels. So if the words get to a place where they're, they're, they're more advanced, then you just look it up and then you discuss it. Like in a conversation, like the word issues, you could say, are you familiar with that term? And she'll say, mm, maybe. And you could say, okay, well, tell me what you think it means. And then just have a whole discussion. You could have dinner over the word issues. Or you can, you know, pick certain, anything that comes up in conversation. And then one last tip I'll give you before I turn it over to you is an excellent place for you to have those conversations is guess where? In the car. Because women have to communicate so many words per day. I think it's in the that men, it's not so much. Well, not all men. So, <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I, I've studied this. I, it might no, no, I, 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 I don't argue. It, it actually falls in line with some of the information that I have Gosh. on suicide. So right. it's, it's very funny in, in a certain but way of speaking. That's why I say start, start the conversation. Well, you could actually start it walking. Because I used to do this uh, when I had these relatives with me. We'd be walking to the car talking. Then we get in the car and we talk. And by the time we got to my house, most people would be like, I'm sure they would want to come into the kitchen with you while you fix dinner. No, first thing they want to do is exit my role because they're like, man, she was talking to me to death. I said, I wanted to tell them, no, I was doing that for me. So when I get Ooh, home, I have some pee. Slow down. So when I get slowed down, no, I, I, I got it. That's why I'm slowing down. So when I get home, I would immediately expect them to want to listen to me more, but they would exit me, do their own thing. And then I could fix dinner, get things together, go forward. And that, that might be one thing you might want to do when you guys are walking to the car, when you get in the car, when you're driving or whatever form of transportation you use, use it as an opportunity to communicate and then use the book, practice vocabulary, expand your vocabulary. And then you can even have sessions around the house with different topics. If you're playing chess, playing a board game, if you're watching a game show, use that. as. And also, if you two like to watch game shows that have a lot of vocabulary on it, you can also talk about the meanings. But look, how much time do we have, Jack? We've got approximately eight minutes and some change. Okay, well, let's do this. Let me turn it over to Frank so he can talk about this important topic that he has. And then, Frank, so you have maybe close to four or five minutes, and then that'll and give then Jack we... a closing in the end. Go ahead. That sounds good. So, anyway, my name is Frank Ivey, and I'm a speaker, and I speak on three different topics. I speak on suicide, self-care, mindfulness, and stoic philosophy. And I wouldn't have thought that all three of these topics intertwine, but they do. They do in various ways. So let's just talk about suicide for now, and maybe in a different segment we can talk about the other things. Now, I don't speak to people that are in the thought process of, poss of completing suicide. Uh, that is for a mental health professional. That is not what I do. I speak to business owners, uh, organizations, uh, dot coms, anybody that wants to inform their 
their customer base, their employees about warning signs of somebody who might be in a dark place. Now, just a little information on that. A suicide... Left. One suicide touches 135 people. When you multiply that number, there's millions of people that are touched every year by suicide. Now, one of the things about suicide is about our thoughts. And this goes into our, what you were talking about earlier, our communication. Now, we have between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts per day. Now, I don't know how many of them are linked to women and how many are linked to men. As you said, women have to express themselves a certain amount of times per day. But I do know that that is a fact from a 2005 study. Here's the, the kicker. 80% of those thoughts are negative. Five minutes and left. Not, and 95% of those thoughts are repetitive. So if we, if we take that and look at that as an investment, if I made an investment for my daughter, who's 13 now, of $1,000 when she was first born and it received 90, a return of 95%, she would have a very, very nice dowry, I would say, even just in the 13 years. Well, our thoughts have that way of doing it. And so what I speak to people do is how to observe certain little tells that your coworker might be having. For instance, and this goes both ways, whether you have somebody who was a very hygienic person and now all of a sudden is coming into work disheveled all the time, or somebody that was disheveled and now comes to work looking like a million dollars all the time. These are all little, little tells that most people wouldn't pick up on. And one of the issues with suicide and suicide awareness is that it's the elephant in the room. Nobody wants to talk about it until the fact when somebody, when they're one of those 135 people. And the, the biggest thing about somebody that is contemplating suicide they actually are looking for help. There's an ambiguity to it. For as much as they want to die, they want to live. And for people that don't understand suicidal thinking, three minutes. You can, th you can think, I'll finish up with this. You can think of it as this. It's suicide is not about wanting to die. It's about not wanting to live. And that, it's a strange ambiguity because most, there, eighty percent of suicidal people that are looking to complete suicide are not looking to actually do the act. They're looking for help. About twenty percent of the people, you wouldn't be able to help, no matter you wouldn't even know because they already have it in their mind as this is the method that they're going to take. Uh, suicide is a subject, as I said, it's the elephant in the room. 
and with all of the high-profile, high-stress uh, opportunities and uh, employments out there, that's where we need to focus on it. And I'll stop there, and I'll give it back to you, Jack, and for any thoughts or comments. Well, I have approximately one minute and 50 seconds left. I would just like to say that I thoroughly enjoy the interaction. I know our audience benefits from these conversations because we are passing information on to them. And I always encourage the audience to participate by stressing the receiver message back to the sender. And this is always the most important dynamic of any conversation. With regards to speaking with young people, a good approach that I often use is simply tell me more. What do you mean by that? You use this word. What does that word mean to you? And simply engage a young learner or a young conversationalist this way. Because when we interact with anyone, regardless of age, a 13-year-old American is essentially the people that I speak to every day because their language level is not that high. So I simply use the phrase, tell me more, when I'm communicating with English learners. And I can also use the same conversation style when communicating with adults or native English speakers. Tell me more. What does this word mean? And that's the world that I'm in because I'm facilitating global communication. So I simply ask the communicator for more information. I really appreciate everyone listening to our podcast. Invite your friends and interact with us. We always have a lot of fun and we always learn. Thank you.